Finally, the day they called Christmas seemed imminent, and on the night before, which they called Christmas Eve, the boy and his sister sat contemplating the wondrous array of colour before them, and eyeing the packages beneath the tree, and wondering what might be in them. Suddenly, though, the boy's face saddened. I wish it could be Christmas all year round, he said. Then we could get presents every day, replied his sister. And we would always have this beautiful tree to remind us of it, said the boy. I think the tree wants to stay here forever too. Don't be silly, said his sister. How can a tree want anything? The question hung unanswered in the fixed gaze of the boy, who saw into the heart of our beloved tree, and he felt loved by the tree, and indeed he was. It was as if they had come from the same origin and would return to the same place. The children went to bed, and our tree fancied they must be thinking about sugar plums, whatever they may be. He pondered what he had heard. If Christmas was not all year round, what came after Christmas? He had heard this family describe him as the Christmas tree. What would become of him if it were not Christmas any more? And could the boy's wish of having Christmas every day come true? As he comforted himself with this last thought, suddenly a man clothed in red appeared before him. His face was adorned with white hair, and on his head he wore a red cap. He appeared to leave more packages at the foot of our tree. Then he turned, stroked and kissed one of his branches, and said, God bless thee, tree of our tomorrows. Then with a wink of affection he disappeared again, after which our tree thought he heard the pattering of light footsteps rushing away above him. He had just returned to quiet contemplation of the bright hues cast by the lights adorning him, when he noticed a stirring among the hitherto frozen creatures on the piano top. The little child around whom the other figures were gathered appeared to move. His radiance illuminated everyone and everything around him, then filled the entire room in which our tree dwelt, becoming even brighter than the Christmas lights. Our tree looked about him, for a tree can see in every direction at once, and to his amazement, now found himself standing among all those little figures. He knew not whether he had shrunk to their size or whether they had grown to his, but there he was among them, and everyone now seemed to be in motion. Looking intently upon the child was a young woman, whose tresses lay upon her comely shoulder. Blessed art thou among women, said a voice like the sound of rushing waters, but the tree could not see who spoke. Alongside her was a tall man. His hands were calloused but gentle, strong to defend, yet tender to caress, and conjured none of the dread of those bitter hands that first smote our tree in the once enchanted wood. Kneeling around the child in adoration were six other men. Three held each a staff in his hand, and each placed it at the foot of the child, and three others removed crowns from their heads and placed them alongside the staffs. They were trying to converse with each other, but the men who had staffs spoke a different language from those who wore crowns, so presently they tried to convey their meaning through gesture. The men of the crowns pointed upwards. Our tree looked and saw to his delight the open night sky, 
thick inlaid with patterns of bright gold, where the stars appeared to be singing, a huge choir in joyful assembly. And Atri remembered the choirs whose music he had heard in former days, when the younger saplings would sing with high voice, and the older trees, venerable and ancient giants, with low voice, and others with a pitch in between. And now, the singing orbs of the night sky appeared to be paying homage to one new star, brighter than all the rest, that blazed with a glory that illuminated all the upturned faces. The men of the staffs, when they beheld this brightest of all stars, seemed to understand what the men of the crowns were trying to tell them, for they said, Oh, and Ah. And perhaps O oh, and R ah are words that every language understands.